0: Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. Thank you so much, Malik. And uh, this one, man, this one literally was like the last minute. I'm, I'm at home chilling. It's MotoGP weekend, if you guys don't know. And what I do is I stay up all night to watch MotoGP and I watch the qualifying. So I went to bed around nine o'clock, nine, nine o'clock this morning, went to bed nine o'clock this morning. And I, and I get this text uh, from uh, our guest and he goes, hey, man, I want to do that podcast. And I go... Okay. So then when I woke up, I woke up like at 2. He goes, let's do it. I said, okay. So here's my guest. We're just to do it before. I guess it's flat track racer Cameron Smith. So let's bring him in. Uh, let's bring Cameron in. So we're going to make it work. Okay.
1: Cameron just left. So you got to tell him to come back.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what did he leave for? <laughs> he left right before too late. <laughs> oh, here he's back. he's back. Okay. Okay. I'm going he's bathroom or something like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I hope this is better last time. Here we go. I still love this part. It's my favorite part. It will, it will always be. Hey, what's going on? Oh, there we go. Yes. What's going on, Kim? How are you, buddy?
1: Good out about yourself, man.
0: I'm doing great. I want to tell everybody, we had this one time. We did it before. We had a great time, but he was in his car, and it was on lunch break, I think, at your regular job, and, and they had a bad connection. I guess you were outside of, what, in the middle of nowhere? And we yeah, had-
1: I, was, I think I was, I was in the city. I mean, it wasn't a very good connection there.
0: But now, but now we got it, and you hit me up last night. I said, "Man, I want to be on the podcast. Like, can we do?" It? I said, "Let's do it." And so, anyway, we got it done today. But you hit me up when I was waking up, and go, "Yeah, we'll make it work." And so, man, people don't know the scrambling to, to get this done. But man, I'm so glad you're with us, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna uh, take people back, Cameron Smith. It was, it was about three years ago. I'm in Tucson, Arizona, watching some flat track, and I and uh, you know I love to go around the paddock, and I see. I was like, is that an African American racing motorcycles? Is that a black kid? I go, oh my God. So naturally I just had to it was like, it was like just I was attracted to it like, like a magnet. And I went over there and it was you, a young kid, and I go, oh my God. And you were so nice, so kind of shy, because your dad was like, talk to him. And I guess I was kind of like, you know, geeky, like, hey man. I was like, I guess too energetic for your average guy my age. I don't think men my age get that energetic. And I was like, hey man. And I was talking to him. His dad I was like, just talk to him. And it was so great to meet you and talk to you, man. And I always wanted to know your story because like I said, you were out there doing the damn thing. I didn't get a chance to stay around. I had to go work, but I want to know your story. Like how did you get into motorcycles like
1: that to the point where you are now? Um, a friend of the babysitters, Devin Owens and a a few others, uh, Josh short, um, and a a couple others that, you know, got babysat there. They were like, man, you don't you want to ride, you know, we ride. Why are you riding? I'm like, shoot, man, I want to ride. So I think, I think my, uh, on my birthday, my fourth birthday, my dad got me a four-wheeler. And, um, you know, I was put, putting around on that thing a little bit like that. And then um, I got good with it. You know what I mean? I, I think I was watching my dad mess with it a little bit. Yeah. And um, he would just let me go out there and ride. He'd go back inside and sit down and watch football or something like that. So I I took the governor off of it. He, I mean, I'm out there flying around. He's like, yo, what the heck is going on, man? You know, I didn't took the governor off of it, man. I was rolling. And no, then... Um,
0: no, what's the governor? What's the governor? I have no... I don't really know anything technical. I just like to ride. So,
1: I think the governor was... uh It only let it go, but so fast. You know yeah. what I mean? Since I was so young. And then, you know, it's almost like a, uh, a rental vehicle. It can only go 70 miles per hour. But then you take the governor off of it, you can go to 400. You know what well, I mean? Well, how, how, did you
0: know, how did you know to take the governor off at such a young age? How do you know about that?
1: The, hey, um... <laughs> I I don't know. You know what I mean? Kids, kids watch people and then they try, you know what I mean? So it's almost like kids watching. It's almost like kids watching wrestling, you know, then you got two kids out there and he's jumping off the bed onto the other (laughs) one. Like, (laughs) like rain (laughs) Mysterio.
0: So, okay. By the way, uh, telling people you grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Is Coatesville. Is that where it's at?
1: Okay. now, Now, is that a rural area? Is that rural or urban? Um, we, we lived in the suburbs actually. Um, uh, the our neighbors were Amish, and we kind of on the left side of us was a big old field, so you smell poop all the time. So it was it was the it Amish. Was, the was, Amish were,
0: was, were pooping in the fields because they don't have run. They don't have indoor plumbing, so the Amish were pooping in the field. That's where you smelled the poop. The Amish don't let them get away with that, man. They get you know they they sell drugs, they do everything, man. They got a mafia. Don't let them get away with this. This might be a different podcast, man.
1: We got to get on the Amish, man. They 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 get away with a lot of stuff, you know, just because they, they get like. But they, they Do but they got them whoopie pies, sweet corn, and all kinds of good stuff, so I don't mind it. You know, I'll go down there and get myself some corn and boil it up. You
0: sound like you're, <laughs> you're, you sound like you be, you're stealing from the Amish, man. You got an Amish girlfriend, yeah. you sound like, Yeah, well, you know, they ain't that bad if you know what I mean, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell me, tell me something about the Amish I don't know. Tell me something about the Amish I don't know.
1: Um, the, 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 they're, they're they're not that bad, they're pretty cool. Um, they, they, <laughs> Uh, they, they talk a little funny but but other than that they're pretty done they're pretty darn cool they, they ain't no different from us you know you would you would think you would think like you know because my dad my dad actually drove around the Amish a little bit and um man that little kid was like hey dad let me see the phone I want to talk to my girlfriend he had like a little a little flip phone you know what I mean he's back there giggling you know the beat I'm like man that thing I run off propane I thought y'all was I thought you know, I don't know. So, but they cool. You know, they just like us. But they they got their lifestyle is a little bit different. You know, they got spinners on the buggies and systems and whatnot. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they blow you down just like us. You know what I mean? All this stuff is straight cash. They don't get taxed, so they got that. You know? They, <laughs> I love it. Man. They got they got a little they got a little extra cheddar laying around.
0: That's money underneath the table, man. IRS don't know about that. Hey, that's, all you got to do is the Amish are basically like churches don't have to pay taxes. That's what the Amish do. They lay their cash down. IRS don't know about it. They be banking, bro. They be banking. Yeah. You try to break in their house, uh-huh. they'll, they'll shoot you with a musket. That's what do, yeah. man.
1: Listen, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, shit, man. I'm like, I might have 10 kids, get myself a nice little Amish girl and just kick it. <laughs> Had the dad hand me down the field. I got the track you know what I mean? I ain't farming, but hey, shoot, <laughs> I <I'll> run the <laughs> tractor.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. So you grew up in a kind of, like I said, a suburb rural area, and that's how you got a chance to ride a lot?
1: Um, Yeah, actually, I started riding around my house, Um, just kind of made a real big circle around my house, but the problem was when you when you go from the transition to the, the grass, to the driveway, back to the grass, and then you ha- kind of have to make a a sweep and turn sometimes. Yes. I would hit that. Man, I I'll hit that pavement and that bike would slide out. Man, <laughs> my bike would go under my dad's truck and I was all road uh, rashed up. You know, yeah. it happened a bunch of times. And my mom was like, oh, I'll just bring him inside. You know, my dad gets a bike. You know, it just came like a regular thing. He's like, man, I told you, but them elbow pads. I'm like, <laughs> you see all the big boys, they ain't got no padding on. I want to be like them, you know? Man, that's great.
0: You know what's awesome about that is the fact that you wrecked and your mom still let you ride. Because a lot of parents, you know, when they see their kid crash, especially a motorcycle, they're like, okay, that's it, that's enough. So they never tried to stop you?
1: No, I mean, uh, you know, my dad always wanted me to win, and my mom was right there. So, I mean, it was, it was just one of the things, you know, um, you get hurt, you know, you get back up. My dad's thing was, you know, he came from a boxing world and, and sports. So, he's like, you know, if you're working out, eating what you got to eat, and your body's strong enough, you really shouldn't get broke up that bad.
0: And, and you don't understand how beautiful that is. And I, there's a, a picture. If you go on his Instagram, which is 44 Cameron Smith Instagram, there's a picture, man, and it says it all. There's a picture of your mom pushing your bike. And it may it seems like nothing, but man, because of the fact I've always wanted to do this. And I was like, I always tell people I'm a wannabe man. You know, that's why I love interviewing racers and everybody. Cause I'm a wannabe. And, but I had no support from my family. So to see your mom pushing that bike and realize it's a family affair. Do you realize how lucky you are when it comes to that? I mean, seriously, do you? Because sometimes kids don't realize how great they have it until it's too late. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good to have my mom and dad there, you know, but, um, most of the kids at the racetrack, you know, might only have just their dad or, or both their parents, you know what I mean? Cause the dad probably raised and his dad probably raised and, you know, he's kind of like, man, you know, I don't need the mom there to soften him up. You know what I mean? But, uh, it was, it was good for my, uh, you know, my mom and dad to be there. You know what I mean? Even though my dad really didn't know, um, too much how to work on the bike, you know, we, we got it done with what we had and my mom would write down all the races and, you know the tire pressure, the gearing, the track, what place I got my heat races and stuff like that. So, you know, um, it, it it was uh it was definitely a team aspect, and we you know we came to the track, and we you know we got the job done, but with, 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 with what with what little we had that's i mean
0: i understand how beautiful that is man the fact that it was a family affair i mean that your mom wrote you heat races down what you did what you needed to do and your dad supported you knowing that he had he had no motorsports background at all he like you said he was a boxer right so he had no yeah. motive but he just supported his son are you an only kid
1: uh no he has three other kids i got two uh two brothers and another sister what so and where do you fit in are you the oldest the youngest or the middle I'm the baby, man. I'm all the way down low. Oh, you're Bobby Brady, huh? You little Bobby Brady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So usually when it comes to the youngest kid, parents don't give a damn anymore. Cause, you know, it's always the oldest. They 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 doted over, it and the middle kid's like, okay, and then by the time the last kid, like, eh, he'll be okay. And they don't give a shit. So you have it lucky, man, that the fact they did all that and they supported you like that, man. That's what I always find is so, especially in situations like this how just incredible that is the family unit and the fact that your mom was involved, you know, and and I think that breaks barriers that people don't realize because, you know, back in the day, usually, I I mean, no offense, but usually, you know, women step back or whatever, but your mom was with you the whole step of the way. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. I mean, do you realize how great that is? I mean, honestly, you realize And does she ever get worried when she watches you race? Does she like cross her fingers that she can't watch or what does she do?
1: Oh, no. She says, go get them. She ain't, she ain't scared, You know, she's a, she's a speed demon herself. We always used to, uh, you know, if you ask my dad, we all used to go ride go-karts and see that. And you know what I mean, man? She would, uh, I don't know if she would get the faster go-kart or what, man, but we'd be going there at it, you know, bumping each other and I'm <sighs> mad as heck if she'd she be she'd giggling, laughing, you know, but um, it, those are good times, you know, wherever we went, you know, my dad would be like, oh, yeah, let's get on the go-karts. I'm like, dang, man. You know, what I mean? because we just me and my mom, we might get a little competitive. You know, we bumping each other, and whatnot. But um, yeah, it was it was always a good time. That's
0: beautiful. Like, okay, so now, what other sports did you do? Um, uh, b- uh, b- before motorcycle racing, what other sports did you all participate? Oh, uh,
1: I did them all. You know, I did the baseball, the basketball, um, the football. Um, got into boxing there. You know, towards the uh towards the end my dad started taking me to the gym and whatnot you know instead of just working with me at the house he took me into the gym i got to see that so it was nice
0: so like so what was about the motorcycle race that stood out over all the other sports that made you go this is the path i really want to go on
1: no other blacks were doing it really
0: yeah
1: that's the reason why yeah i mean I, i i always wanted to do something nobody's done before you know so um it, it it was more than that, you know. I like the motorcycle racing and and um, just just the thrill, the speed. You really don't get that with you know with football and whatnot. You know, it's kind of it's kind of one of them things that everybody's doing it. You know what I mean? But how many kids are out there racing motorcycles? You know. Well, here's the thing about it. to me, it was. Even though it is a team
0: sport, motorcycle racing team sport, don't get me wrong. But it's the individual aspect of when you're out there. Where at football, it's a team. And like, I, I didn't like the fact that, you know, I lifted weight, did everything I did, but we lose because somebody didn't do their job. You know what I mean? So when, exactly. it, when it comes to motorcycle racing, man, it's like it's more individual and it's more you versus a person on the bike. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, getting the bike ready and everything, but when it's out there, it's just you and you putting it on the line, you know? Right. So that, so that that's what excelled you. Uh, that's what made you want to go into that in the motorcycle? Because of, of all the other sports, that's the one that exhilarated you?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. That was the one that really, uh, really, really got my butt, blood pumping, you know? Oh, no, no. Did yeah. we, did we, okay, come on. Do we
0: lock up? Do we lock up again? No.
1: Do we lock up? No. Um, you know, football and basketball and all that other kind of stuff. It was fun. some was just like, "Yeah, I want some more of that." You know.
0: <laughs> so when when did it get kind of kind of serious? Where you go, you know what? I'm gonna concentrate all my efforts on r- racing.
1: Oh, it, oh shoot, um, <laughs> man! I think uh, I think my I think my third or fourth race in. Um, I did a couple motocross races, like I told you, and I, I think I was out there for too long, and I just pulled off. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> My dad I like, forgot about this. <laughs> you have one more lap. I was like, oh, man, I've been out here since last year. What the heck, man? What's going on? You know, and then he's like, all right. No, what is it? his con- connections? And I don't know, Maybe this isn't for you, you know what I mean? And then we went to Piston Pop, which is a local flat track. <laughs> And you like that? What
0: did you say? I, 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 you 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 froze for a little bit. I go no, but I think you're back now. You're back now.
1: You're back. Okay. okay. So yeah, you got, so you got
0: tired. You got tired racing a motocross race. He <laughs> said so you pulled off.
1: Yeah, I was out there. No, <laughs> for so long, you know. I was just like, I, I don't even. Where is everybody? You know what I mean? I, you know, I came off the gate. I was all wobbly. You know what I mean? I was just. You know, my dad put the elbow pads over my shirt, knee pads over my pants. You know, I was looking like a scrub out there. I was, you know, but I wasn't doing too bad, I guess. And then we went to Pensacola, which is a local flat track race. And um, no, what is it? What is I went to go out for practice and somebody hit me and my throttle got stuck. My dad brought the bike and I guess he was just sitting there talking. I missed the race. You know, <laughs> I didn't know anything, you know, and uh, he just like, oh, well. And I think uh, we went back there the next time and I did all right. I was looking at him. I was waving, you know, I was, you know, you got it. just riding, having a good time. Yeah. And I remember loading the bike. I was like, hey, dad, you did all right. I hated to lose. And I think from that point on, you know, I come home from school. And he just had the bike out there waiting for for me, you know what I mean. Go out there, ride, come in, dinner's ready, and then do my homework. You know, I did that every day, and then you know, I just uh, um, just progressed. So I think, uh, I think, um, you know, a couple races in, my dad was like, "Listen, if you're going to do this, and if I'm going to spend my money, you better you know." So I was young at the time, but I was like on the garage. I was on it. You know, it didn't matter what time of day it was. I, I wanted to be on that motorcycle.
0: So, and and how, how, how old were you that, that when your dad gave you those life lessons? Like, you know, if you're going to do this, uh, you're going to put the training in and the time in because I'm not going to waste my time. Oh, man,
1: it was young. It was six. Are you serious? Um yeah and then uh after i got the 50 after i think i was still on the 50 which is a four stroke a crf 50 and i think it was yola like that um uh the millers had a shop, and i think he bought some contes and i think he bought like 15 of them and i think uh ryan barnes had one i had one and devin owens had one but, but i think the first Day I got it. I wrote it at Shippingsburg and um, I actually won on the thing. He ended up winning on it and he was like, let's really let's try to get a championship title. And I think that year we went out to Illinois and got that championship title. I think I was seven and then uh, went back out to five. Only year when I was eight and then got another Uh, championship title in that class. And then they had me out in Alabama at that, the the, Alabama did a photo shoot out there. They put me on the front of the magazine, awesome. And I think from there, you know, even then, you know, my dad had me up early and then running and working out and he would change shifts with somebody else. That way he could be with me um, during the day. So then he would wake me up, we would go ride and I would go swim. And then he would drop me off my grandparents you know, because my mom was still at work and I needed, I was eight years old, he ain't gonna leave me there by myself. (laughs) So, you know, I did that, we did that every day. We did that every day, man. And you know, the the hard work paid off, we got the championships. And, you know, we we just kept at it from there.
0: I think it's funny how you guys travel, he trusted you enough to travel, but he didn't trust you enough to stay at your house by yourself. You know, you're eight years old. He's enough to, tr- to trust you to travel, to swim and get in shape and all that. But stay at home by yourself? Nah, I don't think so. We're going You got to have a babies. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, you know, I don't know what he was thinking. You know, I'm like, man, I didn't even have a MySpace or anything. I didn't even have a Nokia. <laughs> <You> <laughs> don't it's have not like kid. I was going to, you know, be like, hey, Jenny, you want to come over? You know, <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, but it was cool to go with my grandparents.
0: You didn't have a Nokia, but your Amish neighbor had a Nokia. Like I, I guess he didn't trust you with the Amish. He, he, he didn't want you getting in any trouble.
1: Yeah, I could I could have went over there and smooth talking for a little <laughs> propane phone or something like. That. Man, that's, okay. So,
0: what was the life plan? Once you started racing, and what, what what became the life plan after that? Like the goals? Did your goals shift, or did you have any goals at all?
1: Yeah, I, I just I just wanted to win. You know, that was my dad's biggest thing. Just let's just go out and win. You know, so uh, my girl, my goal was to be a pro. You know, go pro and 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 be a a big time racer. You know, just just like anybody wants to be. You know, when they get into it, you know, they see the top guys up there. Like, man, I want to be like him. You know. So we're going okay. So uh, your dad worked in a plant. You say?
0: Come again. Your dad worked in a plant.
1: Yeah, he worked at a uh, he worked at a steel mill.
0: Okay, and, and he changed his shift so he could help you train.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he, he switched his shift with somebody to, uh, you know, that way, instead of him working, you know, during the day, then he would work during the night. That way, I could be with him during the day. You know, I could ride, and then he would take me swimming, and then, like I said, he would drop me off with my grandparents.
0: Man, that is so, that is so neat. I love that, man. That That's all an all-family affair, basically, is what that is.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he, uh, he put in a lot of work and I think we all did, you know what I mean? Um, we it was all hands in, you know, everybody was doing something. Is,
0: is he still like uh president in your life now, as far as part of the team or are y'all, are you all big time now? You don't need him anymore. No. Okay. Are you back? There you go. Yeah. Is he, is he still part of the team or you're all big time? You don't need him anymore.
1: I don't know. He's still a part of it. Um, You know, he he comes to the races and whatnot, but the bike they have now is a lot different from, uh, you know, just a regular 450, you know, it's an actual flat track setup with a, you know, FCO7 motor in it. So he's kind of like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, (laughs) you know? So, uh, you know, it's fine. You know, um, Andrew Butler and uh, um, Mike Butler, you know, they came in and built the bike for me, um, not for me, with me um, helps me along with it. Um, Andrew, you know, he did, Andrew and his dad did a killer job on the motor. Um, and, you know, they really just helped me along, you know, putting that thing all together. And, uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I swapped the motor out, changed stuff on it, but it was actually really good that I did that. You know what I mean? So now I kind of know every piece of the bike. So now I just got to figure out how to get the setup right. Um, on just on race day. You know, so that was, that was just a blessing to have them, have them there show me that you know, and teach me what they know about those kind of
0: bikes. Did you have a mechanical background at all? Because I know you were telling me stories of how your dad didn't know what he was doing, but he did the best he could. And that was, I wish we had that interview. Yeah, like You didn't know anything mechanical, but he was like, I'm going to do the best I can with this. And you go out on the track. And what was one of those stories you told me that he didn't <laughs> know? Tell me one. Please tell me one of those stories. I, I, I vaguely remember that about your dad trying to fix your bike and he did something wrong. So
1: his thing was he knew how to change gearing and wheelbase. And that was pretty much it, you know, changing tires and stuff like that. He couldn't do, just mention, you know, motors and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> you know, we tried to change, you know, we tried to change the oil. He didn't overflowed it, you know, it's all over the, all over the garage, you know, it's just, it's just good times. But the one time I was at the pro race in Springfield, Illinois, at the TT, and um, it was me and my mom and Brandon Robinson, and um, he's like, man, let's try to give you a, a fresher edge for the main. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. You just pull the wool off, put it back on. So he takes the axle out and sticks it in the exhaust pipe, and it goes down into the exhaust. You know what I mean? Everybody's already staged up, and they're about to go out. You know what I mean? So then me and Brandon are sitting there, you know, flipping a bike upside down, and they get the axle out of the, out of the exhaust pipe, you know, and it's all messed up. It's, it's got all that. Um, exhaust stuff on it. I'm like, man, just put it in there. We gotta go, you know. And it was kind of weird because at that time my bikes were going race to race to race because I couldn't, you know, we didn't have time to be out there out in the West Coast. You know, that was the year that you seen me. Okay, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Sammy Sabedra took my bikes out there um, for Arizona and California, and then I had them brought back by Johnny Go. But you know. the the bikes were, they were, they were good, but, um, going from race to race and not coming home, you know, they weren't the best. I think, you know, I had a, a seal on the uh, clutch cover that was pinched off and leaking and whatnot, but, um, it it was just, it it was what it was, you know, it was like, it's going to leak a little, it'll be fine, you know, as long as not pouring out. And I ended up fourth that day.
0: So did you you have the nerve to, uh, did you yell at your dad when he put that in in your exhaust? Did you go, what are you doing? I mean, did you yell at your dad as a
1: kid and you're about to race? No, it was just one of them things. I was just like, you you know, yelling at him was just going to take more time away. I'm like, man, we gotta, we gotta get that axle out of there. You know, it's not like. I was like, man, we gotta go.
0: Is it? Is it like a? I don't know about you, but I've always been kind of afraid of my dad to say, like, raise my voice to him. So, in the in the course of you know an an athlete in an athletic event, you know, we gotta go, we gotta go. Did you end up? Have you ever yelled at your dad or been like, kind of like, hey, listen, we gotta? I mean, has it ever got to that point?
1: Um. And and would uh, you? And maybe, would you? Maybe maybe here and there. I don't think we. You know. I think, I think if he was, if he was right and I thought about it, I went ahead and tried it. And if it didn't work, I'd be like, yeah, that ain't work, man. You know, I think that's, that's kind of where it was. But um, like I said, we had all the notebooks and whatnot. So we would just go there and try to be ready as much as possible, you know, so none of that stuff would kind of happen. But I mean, there was a few times where I was just like, man, if you could just learn one more thing, you know what I mean? Because it was like, getting off the track, taking my jacket off, working on the bike, getting grabbing the water, you know what I mean? Then he's just sitting there, and I'm just like, dang, man, I'm watching everybody else, you know what I mean? They got mechanics and whatnot, you know what I mean? But, like, it was just one of them things to where, like, he didn't have, you know, he didn't have a racing background. So um, I kind of learned all my stuff just doing it, you know what I mean? Just I think one time I got a couple tubes, and I got myself some tire spoons, and I just went went ahead and just changed that same tire over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? So now I can change a tire within five minutes.
0: But that, um, that's what's gotta make you guys get, get closer though. But you know, within your day, that's gotta make you guys get closer. When it's just, that's one thing I loved about flat track or everybody sees a professional, professional level. Don't get me wrong, not, not that flat track's not professional. But when it's at that level, it's beautiful to see because it's like you said, you come in from a race. You got to take your jacket off, get a sip of water, and you got to work on your own bike. No mechanics, just you and dad trying to figure it out. It's that it I had to bring you guys closer together as a family.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely did. And um, sometimes a little frustrating because we, we might not have as the best equipment as everybody else. But, you know, um, I still put it in there. You know what I mean? I was still up there with them. So, yeah. Uh, you know, that's always asked for, you know, he would always say, if you get off the line, make sure you're with them. If you're with them, you can stay with them. You know, if you stay with them, you pass him, he goes, you beat him. You know, and so that was his whole thing, you know, just get off the line good. You know, the, the fastest way to get to the front is off the line. Yeah. You know, so that was his thing. And, you know, that's why I stuck by.
0: Who, who was your sports heroes growing up? People that look you looked up to, like, OK, they gave you like a kind of a grounding, like, OK, like an inspiration. You know what I mean? Oh
1: man, um, Brandon Robson definitely man. He was he definitely uh he definitely came on and you know helped me out, and um it, it was just cool to watch him. You know what I mean? Because uh he was just cool to watch. I mean, he was a local guy, mm-hmm. you know. And um, same thing with him. You know his family. You know uh tried their best with racing. He got on with the team and whatnot. And it was just cool just to hang around with him, you know. It was just like, I just, I texted him. He'd be like, yo, we can't come over. We're going to go ride bicycles. We'll go over there, ride bicycles, you know what I mean? He would tell me what to eat, what not to eat. You know, I'm like, here, here's this protein shake. Do this. All right, come here at this time. We're going to ride this time. We're, then we're going to go hang out, you know. So that was, that was really cool, you know what I mean? And then for him to, uh, to just to hang out with that kind of top tier rider was, was like, man, this is, this is so cool.
0: Was there other, like, sports hero or just heroes period that you looked up to maybe for a mental oh, aspect?
1: Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I always just, uh, always just, you know, kind of made my own way. You know what I mean? Nice. It was just one of the things, like, I, I don't think Michael Jordan was like, man, I want to be like this guy. You know what I mean? If it, Then if when he got like him, now he's gone. Do you want to stop? You know, so I was like, man, I want to be. I want to be him plus more. You know what I mean. Right. So I might have looked. I might have looked up to people. And be like, man, he just set a bar. I want to break that bar.
0: Right. So okay. So like, when it comes to the mental part of it, because I think you had a bad accident. Was it a couple of years ago? Where it was kind of yeah. like a pretty. I saw this crash. Now, how did that? I mean, I know flat track. Everybody has, but there's that one. There's always that one accident that has you like, maybe a little shook.
1: And uh, talk to me about that accident. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> this uh, i'm signing autographs and this guy comes over he's like man you ever been in like a real bad accident before doing this i'm like no maybe a couple of falls here and there but nothing nothing too bad man i went out there and flipped off that bike cracked my helmet i think i broke my wrist and my shoulder and then um i tried to go back out but they're like no nah, man you, your, your helmet's cracked down the middle you you need to go you need to go home you know what I mean? So then I, you know, went back to the pig, got my stuff off, called my boss. I was like, yo, man, I'm gonna need like two weeks. He goes, yeah, I know i seen. And then, um, I think the next day that Sunday or Monday, I went to the hospital, got the x-rays. They told me what happened. And uh, my mom was like, what are we going to do? I was like, she was like, well, let's just go get a brace. So I went there, got a brace and, uh, you know, did, did that deal, worked out my shoulder a little bit, did whatever I could do to it. And I think, uh. Rob McClendon didn't have my bikes at the time, so they were back in Florida. And um, I was like, yo, get them ready right for Texas. And I think Texas was in two weeks. I went out there and fast timed. I think, you know, by the time at the end of the day, my, my body was shot because the track was rough. And I think I ended up 13th or 14th. And then um, the next, the following weekend, I think was uh, uh, Calistoga, I believe. I think I got 10th or 11th there, but I I, I didn't know how bad the injuries were because I couldn't. I was trying to turn my wrist all the way and I couldn't. You know what I mean? And and I'll go out to the racetrack. I'm like, man, this bike is slow, but it was actually <laughs> me. I couldn't turn the <laughs> throttle the whole way. Wow. You know? So it it didn't mess with my head. It it more or less messed with my my riding style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to. It took me a couple of races you know to adapt to that you know now I got to move my whole arm instead of just move my wrist you know what i mean so it was it was all that in one um i don't think you really messed my head that much you know everybody's you know if you're going to go out there and do that you know you are you're, you're putting yourself at risk anyway no, you no, know so what
0: was this, what was this, what was this crash at what was this
1: crash at where did it happen um it was it was at uh i believe it was in Atlanta. Dixie speed. That's it. That, that's it. The Dixie speed. Yeah. I watched it. And I was like,
0: oh, cause I, I think we had talked, you know, after we, you know, we met in Tucson, I became a real big fan and I happened to see it on TV and I was like, Oh my boy. I was like, Oh, I mean, that one kind of hit me personally, you know? And, uh, I was glad to see you were okay. But like, what exactly happened in that crash?
1: Um, Ryan Wells, I don't know if he snapped on the throttle too, too hard or what, but man, he, he zipped around and, um, I tried to come off the front of the bike, but when I tried to do that, my front wheel went over fine, but when my back wheel hit, it just ejected me and it just threw me, it just threw me off, you know, and it it just, I did a, I did a big old cartwheel and I, did, I went head first into the ground and then my wrist was all jammed up in there. And then I, I, I might've gotten ran over. I don't know. I really don't remember that much. And then, um, I remember laying there and then Rob McClendon, he's like knocking on my, knocking on my, uh, my wife was like, Cam, what, you all right, man? I'm like, I'm, I'm waking up, you know what I mean? I look over, my bike start running. I'm like, I'm good to go, you know? And then I get up, I'm like, oh man, I can't, I, I'm a little messed up, you know? So then they took me into the ambulance. I'm like, all right, I'm good. And my mom put my jacket on. I didn't, I was like, I don't think I can race, but I still want to. And then, you know, they were like, man, you done cracked your helmet. You're, you're jacked up, you need to go home. So they didn't let me back out that day.
0: Why, when did you realize, or what part? Uh, when did you realize this is gonna be a bad one? Like, was it when you were cartwheeling off the bike? Like, oh, I think this is gonna be a bad one. Like, when exactly? When exactly did you know like this is gonna be the worst
1: crash ever? Uh, when well, my head hit that ground, <laughs> man, there was no cushion, man. You know, it, you oh. weren't hitting. The- you weren't hitting no tempur That was that was a that was a cement footers right there. That was hard. <laughs>
0: oh man. So that how did your parents react to that? Did they? I mean, did, did they ever try to like maybe like you know what, son? Maybe you want to try uh you want to try something else? Or were they were
1: just real supportive uh, again? Were they like, okay, it's okay. It's a setback. You'll be okay. Um, my my mom was uh, she wasn't too worried. She just wanted to make sure I was all right. My dad was like, come on, Cam, get up. Let's go. You know, like you should be all right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I, I was in college at that time. My dad was like, Well, how about you just go to college? And I was like, Man, we done came this far. You better stop talking like that, man. We done came too far to be doing all that, you know. So um uh, no, it, it, we, we just stuck with it. I don't think uh I don't think um I don't think it hurt anybody really.
0: That's be now you know, talking about the, the dangers of the sport. I mean, it's any sport's dangerous inherently dangerous. But when it comes to motorsport, motorcycle racing, of course it is. So, did like uh, the the accident with the with the. Uh, 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 Brian, is it Brian? What's his name? Uh, the guy kept paralyzed. I, but Brad Baker, did that, did that have an effect on you? Because when I went to Tucson, the reason I went to Tucson, because I met him at, uh, at, at, during the MotoGP week at CODA. And so I said, like, hey, man, I'm going to come the Tucson and see you race. And that's where I met you. So when an accident happened, did that affect you in a little bit? Or you just have to have to block it out and continue to do what you do?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, that, that stuff happens, you know, that's, that's the stuff you just keep in the back of your head. You know, you never want to see anybody get hurt like that, but you know, that's why you, you, you try to, you know, like I said, at the beginning try to keep yourself um, strong, you know, physically, just in case if you do fall, you know, you don't get all crumbled up. So it, it, it hurt. It definitely hurt. Cause me and Brad were cool. But um, like I said, that, that stuff, you, you kind of, you just got to keep it in the back of your head you know you 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 try not to let that mess with you you know especially on race day because then you then you start worrying about other riders on the racetrack and then that's when you're putting yourself at risk you know what i mean because it's almost like anything if you're scared about something then you something's something's going to happen you know what i mean right you let off the gas too early because you think you know you're a little scared and then somebody you know runs right into the back of you you know it's just stuff like that so you just got to keep rolling
0: well, talk me through the, your mental approach for a race. Talk to like I want to be like myself. Talk me through it, okay? Like it, it's race time. What do you do? Are you superstitious? Do you put uh, the right boot on before the left boot? Do you put the right, uh, your glove on before? or Do you listen to music? Talk me through the process of mental preparation before the race. What do you do? Is it music? Is it? Tell me what do you do.
1: Usually, uh. Usually I'm working on my bike, you know, so I'm already frustrated that I'm working on my own bike and I'm looking around and everybody's got a mechanic, you know, on the both sides of my hands are black. So that right there just gets me riled up, you know. I'm like, man, I don't even got a mechanic. I'm about to go out of here and just crush these dudes. You know, that's that's kind of just my mental preparation, you know, as far as listening to music and stuff like that. Maybe once in a while if I have time, but usually I'm working on my bike, you know, throwing my helmet on, it's time to go out. You know, um, I just I just tell myself just get a good start, get off the line, and you know it, it, I can win. You oh. know, so so you're, um,
0: so you're lined up on the line, you're lined up. On, yeah. ready for that green flag. What's your first thought? I mean, what are you thinking when, when you're when you're rolling up to the line, and then people to the right of you, left or your whatever, and you roll into it? What are you thinking? What's Cameron Smith thinking when you rolled up to that line and it's about and it's about to go down?
1: Um. I don't know. I, I really not. I, I really try not to think too much. You know, I really don't try to put any too much thought into it. I try mm-hmm. to keep a clear head. You know what I mean? Just just like I said, keep my mind, just get a good start and, um, you know, just just go, you know, because sometimes if you're thinking too much, you know, you might hesitate off the line. I just keep a clear head, you know, keep my breathing right you know i try not to look at anybody else i just you know stay focused you know what i mean concentrate on you it's just, it's just it's just one of the things you know I'm, I'm looking straight ahead i'm focused i'm waiting for that green light to go and i'm going
0: now a lot of riders talk about the red mist, you know, when they uh, when they get pissy with another rider, you know, maybe some words are said or something happens. You think that's kind of dirty or whatever. Has it ever happened to you? You ever gotten like really mad at another rider? I mean, we all realize it's athletic competition and things happen. And in that moment, yeah, you lose your head, and then all of a sudden, okay, you cool down, like ah, we're good. But has it ever happened to you where you've been like pissed, maybe had a couple words with a rider?
1: Um, man, I, I maybe. Maybe. I, I, I really can't remember. Um, I think there was a time this season at Volusia where um, I think Ben Lau was trying to come on the outside of me and he went down. And they were like, they were trying to say I took him out or something like that. And I was just like, he was going on the outside of me on the straightaway. I was on the inside and the groove is only big enough for one person. So, you know, if you're going to go on the outside, you're taking that risk, you know, of going down. You know, and it's not like I was, you know, slamming anybody, you know. And so the guy, I guess it was his brother. He was shaking his head like, oh, man, you took him out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he was going around the outside. I was just holding my line. You know, that's what my mom tells me, you know, <laughs> right. hold, your, hold, hold your line. It right. is what it is. And um, And I was kind of confused because he took somebody out the day before, you know, hard. And so I was just like, "Well, why are you saying something to me?" And then second of all, it was a, it was only a lap in. Everybody gets repositioned in the same spot. The race has started all over again. So what's it really matter? You know. And I think I got a little upset, and I called him. I called him a stupid bitch. And then I, and <laughs> I try, I, you know, that's I try, what I wanted to hear. That's a, you know, I, that's the I, stuff I, I wanted I tried. I tried not to, but after, you know, just basically building a bike, not really knowing how to work on it. And just going straight into the AFT National, you know, and then my forks were leaking. So after every time I come off the track, sh- big shout out to Sam Lowe for giving me that oil. I would, you know, fill fill it up with oil. You know, I had to check my bike, make sure everything was nice, check my wheelbase, you know, see how my tire is looking. So after doing all of that, you know, my fuse is already short. You know, but I try not to, you know, because everybody knows I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I really try not to act like that. But then when you come at me like that, you know, I, I said something. I said I said a word or two, you know. <laughs> what'd and, you um, say? What'd you say? Don't just the, 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 What'd you say? Uh, yeah, I was just like, um, I don't know. I I, I would just like, I, I was. I'm pretty sure he was going out on the outside of me, man. I don't think I took him out. And he goes, "Yeah, we'll watch the tape." I was like, "Then go ahead and watch the fucking tape, you stupid <laughs> bitch," you know. You know, and I was about to get off my bike my dad, and it was like, hey, what's going on over here? I'm like, oh, man, let's just, let's just go. Man, let's go and race. <laughs> that's
0: that's what I wanted to hear. That's the cam that I wanted to hear. I was like, come on now. This guy ain't that nice. But, you know, it, <laughs> but it happens, though. I mean, it's sports, man, in the heat of the battle. To me, personally... I would be upset if somebody didn't get upset because that's what happens. I mean, I don't care what you're doing. And then once you settle down and, you know, you're, uh, you know what, we're all good. And then somebody comes over and, you know, gives you a little fist bump or whatever. And if not, then whatever, you know what I mean? But it's sport. That's what happens. Did you guys ever patch things up or, or he finally realized, okay, it was my fault.
1: I I, I don't know. I, it was one of them things, man, to where like, when you're by there by yourself, you're not really worried about anybody else. You're just trying to make sure you're all right. and you're, you're making that out on the racetrack. You know what I mean? And I think after the race start watching the tape and whatnot, I'm like, it, it don't matter. You know, I can see if I took him out and it was lap nine and he was two laps down. But we all restarted. The race was restarted and we all lined back up in our same spots and we start at lap zero. You know what I mean? And we start with eight minutes. So what does it matter? You know what I mean? I'm like...
0: Don't get mad at me, man. I'm watch. just asking. Don't get mad at me, man. I'm just asking. Don't get mad at me. I, I, oh, I, I, yeah. I got him all mad, Malik. I got him all mad. He's getting mad at me. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just, I'm just asking. You know, I can I tell. Wouldn't... No, that's still fresh in your mind by the way that you're talking because, because you were a nice calm that I mentioned that and I can tell you kind of elevated a little bit more. I can tell it's still kind of it's still kind of a thorn in your side, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Oh, no, not really. You know, I... They were looking at the tape, you know, and I'm sitting there and my mom didn't bring my stand up. So I had to run all all the way back down to the pit, came all the way back, got the stand for the bike. They didn't even need the stand. You know what I mean? And so uh, and I just let it go. I didn't even look that way. You know, I was just like, man, I just had a good weekend. I had a top five finish the first day and I had a top 10 finish, you know, the second day. I was like, man, let's load it up, go home and forget about all this. I didn't even you know uh I, I, what what do you what what am i going to say mm-hmm. you know like hey man i'm sorry uh but you know god was with you you got a second chance yeah. you know so
0: <laughs> it, you stupid bitch hey but god was with you you'd be, you'd be okay <laughs> next right <race. laughs> No, man, you ain't got to apologize to nothing, man. You really don't. Like I said, it's racing, man. It happens. It's not like you go out there intentionally to yeah. do something. I mean, when it, especially when you're in a sport like motorsports, we know things can happen, but no one goes out there to intentionally do anything bad, so we all know it happens. So you ain't got to explain anything to me, man. So I want to know, what do you, go, what, what do you, what do you have to do to get to that point? Because you talk about you have to work on your own bike. What do you have to do to get to that point where you get a team, where it's like can't, you can go full-time professional?
1: man uh you know you got you got to have a, you got to have really good backing you know the the the, the racing is getting more expensive every year so you got to have money behind you you know so right now I have sponsors but the sponsors I have are enough you know to keep the bike going and help me get to the racetrack you know it's help it's, it's good help you know what I mean mm-hmm. so if I had a sponsor come in and said hey I'm a you know I'm a I, I'm gonna pay for everything and you, all you have to worry about is coming to the track. But even then, you know, it's kind of skeptical because you don't know if that guy's gonna go out. You know, at the end of the season. So now I have done quit my job. Now I'm racing, and everything's cool. But now I ain't got that sponsor anymore. Now what I'm gonna do? So I, you know, it's just one of the things where you, it, you just almost have to trust, trust the process, and just go for it. You know. So
0: now, do you still have your day job? Do you still have your day job?
1: Yeah, I still have it. You know, that's what's keeping me going right now. You know, just, you know, I just bought a new van. So I got to get that thing going and, you know, just the bike. And then I just, I got a 750 motor, you know, so that has to be done. And I'm trying to build a second bike right now. And, um, you know, so I'm kind of funding myself with uh, people, you know, with everybody else helping me too, you know, so it's almost, it's a combined, you know, thing, you know. What kind
0: of, uh, what kind of van did you get? A Dodge Mini Star, a Dodge uh, windstar what kind of van did you get? Like an old seventies van? What kind of van did you get? Like an old like Dodge Windstar? did you get like one of those seventies vans with the, with the with the with the girl with the surfing board on the side? What kind of van did you what kind of van did you get?
1: <laughs> I wanna know, it's man. A, it's a twenty uh twenty nineteen uh Chevrolet Express. Okay. Um Savannah, the long one. So it, it's nice. It's a good van. You know, I, I uh I needed a good van because I knew I was gonna do a bunch of traveling. I don't want that thing to break down anywhere. You know, I don't wanna be in the middle of a Mississippi and I'm down there with <laughs> Billy and Tom, you know and, you know, and I'm ass out, you know what I mean?
0: Trust me, I know what you mean, man. So like, okay, tell people what you do for a living on, on your day job. Tell people what you do for a living for your day job.
1: Um, I'm an HVAC technician. So basically what I do, um, they have a guy that goes in there and quotes the job, you know, gets them to write down all the numbers and gets all the the model and serials for the, for the units. And then we come in and put, put in a new coil or outdoor unit for for some time for air conditioning for air conditioning heating yes wow okay so so So,
0: i know you like it but i mean do you i mean how bad do you want to quit and just be a
1: professional racer man i you know i think about that every day i'm like man do you have it written down i don't even want to to go into work today man i just want to go work on my motorcycles you know but but then again, if I don't go into work, you know, it takes away from my own racing. So it's kind of like one of them things where I got to do it to do what I want to do.
0: Do you have it do written down as a goal to be a professional racer? So you can have a mechanic and you can do it for a living, living. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, do you have it written down so that's, that's the goal? Because I think, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, we, that, t- we talked before and you said, I think you were getting up at five in the morning, working out, then going to work, then coming back, working out and working on the bike. So is that still the same schedule?
1: every day you know I, it, it don't stop you know it ain't gonna stop you know until I until I get there you know so it, it's it's almost like that thing you got to struggle and grind to get to the top you know sometimes uh you know people might have connections or or you know like you said a, a racing background so they know what their son needs they you know they might have connections from when they raced you know so it might be a little bit easier for them you know we came you know we we <laughs> We, we didn't even know what flag track was. My dad don't even know how to ride a motorcycle. Neither does my mom or anybody else in my family, maybe a cousin or two, but that's it.
0: That's why it's so beautiful. I mean, that, that's got to be the most, is it the most frustrating part? The fact, the fact that you, you have the talent, but the fact that you want to be, I mean, all the way pro- professional, but you're not, and you don't have really those connections, connections, you know what I mean? Where it's like, ah, right. uh, like, you know, you want to, you got, you sometimes, like I said, you got to do sometimes stuff that you don't want to do so you can do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, and, and is that the most frustrating part right now in your life?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of the things, you know, I'm at working in the attic, you know, I'm making good money. But then again, I'm like, man, I'm seeing Sammy, you know, Sammy Halbert riding and everybody else is riding and whatnot like that, you know, getting ready for the race. And then I'm like, man, I got to work out before and then try to come home and make up for that lost time that I missed on, you know, missed during the day. So it's a uh, it's just one of the things, you know what I mean? It's, it's a struggle to the grind. Um, to get to the top you know so I think um, once I prove myself on that on that new bike and maybe get up there a little bit my name gets out there a little bit more hopefully I can you know, fulfill
0: that dream. Is, is, that, what's, is that what keeps your focus? Because, I mean, because sometimes, you know, it gets frustrating. And that's the thing about, I tell people, man, it's the hard times that make you more focused. And it also reveals your character. Because sometimes, if, you know, you're, 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 yeah, you're banging your head against the wall trying to make it work. And sometimes you don't see those results. And it's like, okay, you know, what am I doing? And you might be like, you know what? It, it's over, whatever. I'll just do this. Or, or has it made you more focused? Like, damn it, I'm going to make this work regardless.
1: Oh yeah, especially going going down to Florida, uh, Evolution, and winning that semi, getting fourth in that ninth. I'm like, man, I want more, you know. So even though even though that it's not how I want it, you know, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna try and get what I want, even though if I'm by myself, you know what yeah. I mean. So what's the, okay? So
0: what's the overall goal for Cameron Smith? Not just not just this year. But what's your overall
1: goal in life right now? I mean, right now. Whew. Man, I love to I love to be the best thing on that motorcycle, but um, you know I want to own my HVAC business. So, uh, you know I want to do a lot of things. I want to own my own HVAC business. Um, you know, I want to get in real estate like my dad, and I want to be a motorcycle racer. So it's a lot, it's a lot of avenues that I want to do, but I, I think I can do them all. Of course you can, man. You got a birthday coming up. How old is you gonna
0: be? I know it's, it's June twenty second, right? Yeah. How old are you gonna be? 22 oh my god you're gonna do it man you're still young man get out of here matter of fact go to bed right now go to bed when, when, <laughs> when this is over I want, you, I want you to get you some ice cream and go to bed 22 man you got the world. Hey, i mean this from the bottom of my heart man you got the world uh you got the world in your hands right now it seems frustrating right now but trust me when i say this man you got the greatest parents in the world you got a good backing you got, you got everything, man. You really do. You got, you got the communication skills. You got the talent. It's going to come, man. Just don't be deterred. You know what I mean? Don't be deterred. Uh, it, it, my dad was like, stay away from those girls. Just to stay on the focus, man. Stay Whatever you do, just go there with blinders on. Don't be, don't be distracted by the Amish, even though they got some hot Amish chicks out there who can churn some butter and, and you know make crops, whatever, they a little flip-flown, like, hey, what's up, Ezekiel? Whatever. Don't be like that. You stay <laughs> focused on the path, man, because you're, you're going to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what I'm doing.
0: Okay, so what what before we get out of here, what's your highlight race? The one race that sticks out in your mind as the one that made you go, yeah, I got a little something. I got a little something,
1: something. Oh, man, I think uh, there was a couple of races. I think there was a race. There was a race where, uh, man, there was a race in Paris. I missed my flight that Friday. We flew out Saturday morning. Um, and, uh, LAX was not the best option, you know, and then, man, we're dry. We're, we got the rental car. We had to wait a couple hours to rent the car. We were driving there and I'm watching practice. I'm like, man, we're going to miss it. We're really going to miss it. And Brad Baker gave, gave me his bike to ride there. Wow. And so, yeah. And so he's like, man, where are you at? They're, they're not going to let you race, man. If you're not here by the last session. So I finally get there. I run across the track, I switch in my clothes, we put the number plates on, I go off for practice, I think I get 13th or 14th or whatever, um, then I go out for the semi, I think I got fourth or fifth, and then they, they put me on the second row, I picked all the way on the outside, and I think I was fifth or sixth or something like that, and I got by Shayna. and then I seen Kobe Carlisle, he was in third, i'm like man i'm in fourth but he was a straightaway ahead with only three laps left and i caught up to him so fast man and i almost had a podium but it was it was i need another lap to get around him wow um, that was a good race and then um the other one was at greenville when i beat jared meese i think i worked a half a day that day uh joel brown um run my bike to the racetrack i think it was ready and whatnot and um I put the bike together with some janky parts, old used parts and whatnot because I was tight on money. Yeah. you know, and he's just like, I don't even know how this bike is still running. I went <laughs> out there in the main and, and beat Jared Mees and a couple other guys in our Indian that day. Wow, wow, that had to that had
0: to beat Jared me Jared Meads is tough, man. That had to be the career highlight that had to be.
1: Oh 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 yeah, man. and then the the, the evolution I went to go out for my semi well heat race. And my swing-on bolt was all the way backed off. My foot pay was backed off. My linkage on my shifter was all loose. And um, I think my uh, my wheel was cocked or something like that. I was like, man, what the heck happened? I swear I just checked it all. So they're lining up and getting ready and whatnot. And I'm down, I'm down there wrenching on the thing, trying to put it all together. You know what I mean? I'm frustrated because I'm like, my dad's like, all right, hold on. Let me go get you some help. I'm like, you're supposed to be doing this, man. You know what I mean? And I finally got it, get the bike started, went out there, and then I won the semi.
0: Wow. Man, that that had to be so fulfilling. It really did. You know
1: what I mean? And the
0: fact that you kept your mentals about you and didn't let it get you down.
1: Yeah, man. If You know, one little slip of I would have missed that race, but I got it together and went out there. I think they were already starting to line up, and I just rode right out there, you know, and and did the thing. When
0: When it comes to that, is that when you go, you know what? I got a little something different. Even though all these guys are here in the race, and I think I got a little something different for him. Is that when you went that? Because to go through all that and be running, like I you said, you're changing clothes while you're running to try to get into the to the race, whatever, and to still do what you did. Is that when you went? Hmm. I think I think this is for me, or I think I got a little something different.
1: Oh yeah, always. I'll, I always, you know, keep that in my head that I I got something special. Man, I. Honestly, for the about, like I said, maybe because you're
0: young, and I'm the wannabe. I've always been the, the wannabe. Like so now, that's why I was so glad to meet you and talk to you. Is that man? It's gonna happen. You just got and I. And the great thing about it is, I love your dad. You know, I met him once. I don't even know if we said hi, but I met him once, and I was like, I li- I just love the fact he was there. You know what I mean? He's that protective father. Yeah, man, he, so I love that
1: dude. Yeah, he, he's a he's a social guy, man. You you'll you'll be on load, and you won't. You might see him when practice starts. You know where the with a with a you know with some beef jerky you know, i something like man I was down at Wish McCall's pit man he's got some beef jerky what gear he got on there man no we need this you know so he's a character man he's he's funny as heck that's
0: great and by the way okay before we get out here name your motorsports heroes your motorsports heroes if you can
1: oh man definitely Brandon Robson um oh. Rusty Rogers, he's an old flat tracker. I like him because he was just crazy, man. And um, oh man, I, I don't know, man. There, there's so many racers out there, man, that are that were that were, you know, legit. Um, I don't know man there's just there's just too many to name you know i just i don't i don't even know man now have you,
0: have you thought about uh, now have you ever thought about changing disciplines because you know James Vepoli used to race you know road racing and he's successful at it and uh, you know a lot, a lot of a lot of matter of fact a lot of the successful road racers come from the flat track background and the motocross background. so you ever thought about going road racing?
1: Yeah, I actually did a little bit of uh um supermoto road racing or something like that at Sandy Hook. Um, Sandy Hook Speedway, I think that was in New Jersey with uh, the the Millers, uh, Roy Miller, he he owns a service pavilion. He sells a ride, helmets, whatnot, and he has a nice service shop and whatnot. And um, I loved it. You know, I went out there and rode the thing and um, it, I felt right at home. You know what I mean? Put my knee down, drag my you knee You dragged the knee already, was... you
0: dragged the knee already.
1: Yeah, man, I, I heard that pretty dang quick. Well-
0: so what, well hey that's where the money is road racing man that's where the money is i mean you might like flat track don't get me wrong it might but you might want to think about road racing if i were you i'd talk to kenny roberts i mean matter of fact talk to your boy hey i can hook you up i know people i know people we can hook you up get you in a road race next thing you know, you're racing MotoGP, gp all because of me and that way you get a little money you know what i mean you get your own business all because of me so if you want to do that talk to me talk to i'll let your boy Okay, I will. <laughs> and if you want to, June for you. Know, my birthday's in June, also. I'm a Gemini. Are you a Gemini or a Cancer?
1: I'm a Cancer. Oh,
0: okay. Anyway, anyway, June, June, baby. I tell you what, June 1st, I'm gonna be at Barber. I'm doing uh, the California Sport Bike School, so I'm gonna uh, go around Barber. I got my race suit. And if I see if my fat ass can still fit in it, but I got my race suit. So if you want to come down, you know, learn something from a pro like myself, you come on down June 1st. If you ain't doing nothing, if you ain't put no air conditioning in some place, come on down to Bama, and I'll teach you a couple of things.
1: Okay, yeah, that's that's actually where I did that photo shoot, in Alabama. Really? Yeah, yeah, at the, uh, well, man. I think we did it right there. Um, I think it's right when you pull in, they have that big kind of stadium-looking thing, whatever. Yeah, the museum. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was right in there. Yeah, right in there. So I got the, I got to see the track and whatnot. I think they were having the track day. It was, it was awesome. I love to go there and ride that. Well, track. I tell
0: you what, man, you come down to the Indy 500 on that Sunday, and then uh, you drive down to Barber. I'm gonna take a flight because I'm big time. But I'm gonna fly down to Barber. You come to Indy 500, we watch Indy 500 together. I'm gonna fly down to Barber. You drive, and then we'll we'll do that California sport bike school, and I'll show you what's up.
1: Hey, sounds <laughs> good to me. <laughs>
0: Cameron, man, thanks for the time. I mean, honestly, I'm glad we got this done. I mean it from the bottom of my heart because you know you were busy, dude. I didn't want to bother you. You know we couldn't get it done the first time because of the technical difficulties. But man, I just I, I've always followed your career. I love what you're doing, and I just really I wish nothing but the best for you. But the worst comes the worst, man. I really think you should go with the road uh, with the road racing. I mean, give it a shot. I say give it a shot. Hey, I want to. Do that. I mean that. Do that, man. But good luck this year. I wish nothing but the best for you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. If you guys get a chance, follow 44 Cameron Smith. Hello, lady. How are you? Follow 44 Cameron Smith. This guy's going to be a big superstar someday. He's got the looks. He's got the talent. He's going places. Thank you so much, Cameron, for joining. I appreciate that. Thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. And like I say around this time, pay.